This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in him, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. Family. I thought you meant the things you need. Bed and breakfast live on a Saturday morning. What is good? Ben Heisler, Donovan Smoots, the Saturday crew is here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. We got plenty to dive into on the program today. Uh, Donovan gets to put on his Nostradamus hat. Uh, we'll get to that in, uh, in just a minute. Of course, we got the Champions League final as well. And now that we know at least one of the teams that's going to be playing in the NBA Finals, Donovan and I are going to break down which of those two teams is best suited for the Golden State Warriors, uh, be it the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics, and of course, uh, our best bets for Saturday. But go ahead, Donovan, go ahead and gloat. Go ahead and uh, puff out your chest a little bit. Uh, you called the Miami Heat going into Boston, game six, getting it done. Jimmy Buckets had another vintage performance, and this is your moment. This is your time to shine. The, the floor is yours. I will defer to you. I know I believed in Miami, but I, 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 wasn't, uh, I wasn't ready to bet him just yet on the money line, and uh, you, were, you were right there for it. So congratulations. Yeah, I, thank you. Thank you. And I, listen, I did. I, and I, I, I'll say this just to, just to you know, keep myself a little bit humble. I did not expect Jimmy Butler to drop 47. Yeah. Like after after what we had seen, right? Yeah. I I was, my mindset was that it was going to have to be like a mid 2000s ish kind of game. And Miami was going to have to win like 82 76. And it was just going to have to be that kind of game because Jimmy Jimmy couldn't jump in game five. He did like nobody looked healthy. Nobody looked like they can move. And after that, especially like physical game, which is basically every game in the series, you just don't think that they can do it. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I didn't see that coming. However, Heat culture is real. Like I, I, I maybe a little bit more than other people put a, a lot of stock into like intangibles and people who have like it and stuff like that. And I think that with Miami, the one thing that you could that you could bet on, and this was the reason why I had Miami plus nine, was that they weren't going to go out like they they weren't they weren't going to go out sad, like they weren't going right. to get embarrassed, and that was the one thing that I was banking on. And I, you look at Game Five, and they kept it close for a majority of the way, and I was just hoping that either Struess or Lowry, they couldn't play worse than what they had, like it could only go up. And if Boston was going on a run, you just need one of those guys to make a shot to where it doesn't turn into a 9-0 run and you could kind of keep it manageable. And Struess was big time last night. I mean, he was hitting threes from everywhere. Kyle Lowry pulled up. And then again, 
when Jimmy Butler says, hey, guys, just get on my back. I'm going to take you there. There's not much you can do. It, like, it, he scored 47 points, had nine rebounds, eight assists, four steals, one block, and only one turnover and one foul. Like, that's that's an all-time performance that we saw. So, to, you know, Miami and Heat culture and everything, like, that was just an amazing performance. I I was I was very, very, like, genuinely happy and surprised so you know i've I've mentioned to you like you mentioned heat culture here's something just to kind of take this away so the heat won last night i saw this from espn stats and info they are now five and five all time in series while trailing three to two like if you really think about that that's pretty remarkable because they also point out that no other team has won more than one-third of their series in that situation. But now you have Miami in this particular point where if they win on Sunday night, they're at 500 down 3-2 to two in a series. Like, if that's not the epitome of what culture is supposed to represent for your team as far as resiliency, I'm not sure what is. And the other component, too, is that, like, we've mentioned throughout the course of all these different conversations, like, Boston has been so good in just dominating in the second half, making runs, you know, Golden State, like if, if Boston and Golden State end up playing each other, um, like that's going to be two teams as to who stops you in the third quarter, because that's going to be the deciding factor. Like teams that have won the third quarter throughout the postseason uh, have like a 700 winning percentage. It's fairly substantial that teams that are making that run in the second. And, and what's interesting is that, these have been blowout games, but the third quarter dominant team has tend to be the team that walks away with the win. If it's Boston and Golden State, and we'll get to this in a little bit, like that's going to be like live betting bonanza. Like I'm just going to take the team that's playing really well in the third quarter. Yeah. I, and, you know, we've seen the Warriors throughout their entire run be like the third quarter team. Like they are the third quarter team of the decade. And you've seen it like, Again, in when the Heat when the Heat blew out Boston, it was because they won that crazy third quarter run. The Celtics got up three two because they made a crazy third quarter run in the last you know four or five minutes of the, of the third. And so, coming out and being able to see what the other team is doing, kind of get a feel for the game, and especially when when you have defensive minded teams and the game gets a little bit slower, it might take a little bit longer for people to get into the rhythm of the game just because it's so physical, it's so slow, and you're not having, like, this up-and-down pace. So to have a chance to catch your breath and then, you know, go back to the whiteboard and say, okay, this is how they're going to do – this is how they're playing this, this is how they're playing that. Now we actually have a chance to make adjustments on the fly. That's that's basically, you know, been the key – and all these teams, as well as they are defensively, like they all have shot makers and shot creators. So you For give sure. like the, you give the great players in the in the in the league fifteen minutes to go back to drawing board and come up with something. They're you know more often than not they're going to come up with something. So I think that's that's basically what we've been seeing this entire postseason. No doubt. So we'll we'll dive into more of this matchup coming up in just a few minutes. We'll also take a look and see whether or not the Heat or the Celtics are actually the better matchup if you're starting to look at NBA futures for the uh, act- for the NBA Finals. Uh, it's going to be, I believe, Wednesday night would probably be uh, game one of the NBA Finals. I have to double-check the schedule it's, on that. It's Thursday. Oh, it's it would th- be Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, June 2nd. They, okay. they, like to, they like to start on the first Thursday of June. That's right. Okay. 
So we'll have that upcoming potential matchup. Obviously, we'll be talking about it here every day. Don't forget that uh, you can find us in a variety of places. If you're watching us at BetSided today, make sure you guys head on over to YouTube. Just search BetSided, and you can find our show live streaming there. Uh, you can weigh in on the conversation if you have betting picks uh, or questions about today's slate that Donovan and I can go over. We're certainly happy to do that. Also, if you're on our YouTube channel, you can go ahead and subscribe. We are doing betting videos and live streams every day with the exception of Memorial day. Uh, that will be a, a day off for the crew, but we'll be back at it on Tuesday, uh, getting ready for the Stanley cup, Eastern and Western conference finals. I think you and uh, Ian McMillan are going to have an opportunity to uh, reset with the rookie and the vet. Uh, how have those picks been going? How have you done in the second round so far? So, I, so we've actually been, been pretty good. So I got, um, I got Edmonton over Calgary. And so Ian and I were split on that one. I got, I got the win there. We had the same exact pick in, uh, in the blue series. We have blues in seven that lost for both of us. Um, we both had Tampa Bay, but we had them in different games, but neither of us had Tampa Bay winning in a sweep. So we should just get one point there. So the swing, the swing um, series is this Rangers hurricane series. And so if the Hurricanes can close it out, Ian is going to be up two at the end of it. But I think that – but if if New York wins, then we will be tied going into the conference finals. This so is listen, not, not, not bad for a rookie. Not bad, not for, bad a rookie. for a rookie at all. Um, so that's going to be a fascinating matchup. I love the fact that it's still competitive uh, heading into the Eastern and Western Conference finals. So make sure you guys – uh, stay tuned for that. But really quickly, though, we got a, a fun matchup this afternoon. It's the Champions League final. You wrote about it over at BetSided. Uh, also, if you follow Donovan on Twitter at dsmoot3d, which you should be doing anyway, uh, you went ahead and gave out your pick for the Champions League uh, game today between Real Madrid and Liverpool. And just the fact that, um, you know, Liverpool is, or excuse me, that uh, Real Madrid is in this, given how they won their previous game is sort of a, a mystery in and of itself. It's one of those situations. I don't know if you've ever watched a game back where you know the result and yet you, you still are looking at the game in a replay going like, they're not going to win this game. Not, like, you know, what's going to happen, but you yeah. still can't fathom it in your mind. That's exactly I, what happened with Real, with uh, Real Madrid heading into this game. Yeah, and side note for for me that game is t uh, the 2016 game seven of the NBA Finals, and like I remember they they great uh, ES yeah ES ESPN they they played it all the time um, in the early stages of, of the pandemic on ESPN just to give just to keep people like you know engaged and stuff. And I was watching, I was you know we we were four years removed from it, and I was still like, what's gonna happen? So, uh, but but no, like Real Madrid. And what they did against Man City is absolutely insane to score two goals in the 90th minute and beyond and then be able to go into extra time and score there and and make it no doubt in terms of like on, on aggregate and not have to go to some type of tiebreaker to score to score that many consecutive goals is um, it's it's uh, it's unreal. I, I literally like we're we're about three, three, four weeks removed from it. I'm still speechless. I still have no words for, for what we saw. And I was telling you, I looked away for five seconds. And so I missed the first goal <laughs> and I, I missed the first goal. And I was like, okay, like, you know, that's, that's cute. You know, it's, it's going to make it seem a little bit better, but you turn back to it. And I, I look 
blink, second goal is right there. And now I'm just sitting there with, you know, my jaw on the floor. Like, are they – like, are they? is this actually happening? Like, I, I just couldn't understand how Man City let that happen. And it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that, that they're in this position. So with, so with that being said, now that we have the matchup, and again, it's been several weeks since it actually went down, latest odds uh, have Real Madrid – uh, plus 260 if we're talking about three-way money line. Liverpool, the favorites at plus 105 uh, with the draw at plus 265. Total in this game uh, right now, two and a half uh, with heavy juice towards the over at minus 140. Um, it seems like the fact that Real Madrid is in it is not necessarily reflective of them being the, the worthy team. Uh, you're not buying sort of the momentum for them to carry this, the team of destiny, uh, aspect of their win against Man City the previous time out. Uh, you're backing Liverpool here. Why? Yeah. So I'm so I'm taking Liverpool for for a couple reasons. One is so the the Champions League final is different than everything else because it's a one game scenario, and the other is a like it's a two, it's a two game series who's ever up on aggregate wins. And so with Real Madrid, we've seen plenty times throughout the knockout stage that they have this like flair for the dramatic that they they get down early and they come back liverpool's not the one to get down on like they they are not going to you know they're they're not going to give up two goals if in you know four minutes after the the 90th minute and real madrid they've already had their miracle now you have to come in and and do it again i think that liverpool is going to be able to get up early and kind of hold that lead and liverpool this entire knockout stage this entire tournament their offense has been fantastic. They've scored two, they've scored at least two goals in every match except for one. And so to beat that, you have to score three goals in this scenario. They've only allowed that one time. And so their offense and defense are completely complementary. And I don't think that Real Madrid is going to have enough offense because their entire their entire strategy is hey, let's let's let you know, uh, let's let Benzema just carry us. And while he's fantastic, and I think that I think that he's you know live to score today, I don't know if he's gonna have a, a hat trick by himself. I don't know if he's gonna put two or three. Like they're gonna have to win off of. They're gonna have to get a penalty somewhere in there. They're gonna have to be really good on on set pieces and, and try to get you know some 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 good uh, plays off the corner. So I just don't know that Liverpool is gonna be able to. I, I don't know that Liverpool is gonna give up those those opportunities as much as Real Madrid will need them to in order to right. win. Yeah. Makes, makes plenty of sense. Again, Liverpool plus one Oh five right now at WinBet Sportsbook. Um, and you also mentioned that they, they've finally got a little bit more confidence in, in their offense and their attack as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like Liverpool. And again, this, this matchup also like this matchup should have been Liverpool man city. That that's what, that's what we should have had. Right. And, and we we saw it all year long in the Premier League because it was just Liverpool and Man City, you know, battling for the title. And it took Man City a comeback on the on the final day to end up clinching that. So we've seen these we've seen these two teams be be the best in you know around you know this this entire area in Europe. We've seen them be be the best of the best for the last what four or five months. I think that Real Madrid is in a class below. Right now, it, it may not be far, but Liverpool is is one of like the best teams in the world, and so they're going to come out today. They're going to they're going to show it. 
All right. So again, you can watch that game a little, a little bit later on this afternoon. We got plenty of uh, analysis for the game. Donovan with his latest prediction and pick you can find over at BetSided. Uh, also, Matt DeCero from the BetSided team has gone over a same game parlay, uh, gone over potential uh, guys to be able to tack on together uh, as far as predictions for goal score. So tons of content throughout the course of the week. That's all available over at uh, BetSided, fansided.com slash BetSided. But I want to transition really quickly back uh, to the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals because we do have opening odds now for the Celtics and Heat Game 7. Uh, it is Boston on the road as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Miami coming off of Game 6. It might be a bit of a surprise. I kind of figured it'd be close to a pick for this matchup. Um, Boston right now on the money line is minus 140. If you want the Heat as an underdog at home, they are plus 115. Kind of a gross total, Donovan, at, at 197.5, <laughs> but it's it's kind of par for the course given the, the defensive nature of both of these two teams. And you know that it's going to be a, a slowed down game. I, I don't think either of these teams are going to necessarily push pace, even though uh, they, they got to a, a sizable number uh, and cleared the over back in game six. And normally game sixes tend to be much lower scoring, but game sevens, you kind of have to follow that same trend. And as low as it is, I still feel like that might be the play. I kind of see a game you know, in the 90s or so. Uh, so I think my, my first glance is not actually to take a side here, uh, but it's to take an under. Uh, I think 197 and a half, yeah, it feels like it's pushing me in the other direction, but uh, the, the trend in these unders games, especially with these good of defenses, uh, likely is an indication that this might be a play to go on the under. What about you? I I, I agree with you fully. I, I like, my second biggest takeaway after like, oh, wow, Jimmy Butler's that guy from last night is, we are not going to see a game this high scoring. Like they scored 111 points yesterday and Boston scored one or three. We saw both teams in the hundreds. And, and Butler had it, to have another monster game for them to get there. Exactly. Like it took nearly 50, you know, 50, 50 points from him to do it. And, you know, we hadn't seen that since game three of the series in terms of both teams being in the hundreds. And now that like, we're in game seven, it's been this extremely physical series. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's banged up. I don't see another game with both of them in, in the hundreds. I, I would take the under here as well. I think it's going to be a rock fight. I think they're going to let them play and, and the, the whistle, you know, is going to be swallowed a little bit. So I, I like the, I like the under, I, you already know where I'm at. I'm going, I'm going Miami in this game, uh, in game seven. Like I'm, I'm taking them to win, get, get to the finals, but uh, the under even at 197, which is very gross. You're, you're right. It's very gross, but I'll take I'll take the under. All right. So I found Reed Wallach's article from a couple of weeks ago over at BetSided mentioning some of these NBA Game 7 trends. Um, and I, I, I think this has not been updated since Boston beat Miami, uh, or not Miami, but excuse me, Milwaukee. Uh, and they did that at home. Uh, and the other component was the Dallas Mavericks curb stomping the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. So I think it basically is is the same because it still remains, you got one win and one loss. So here are some of the numbers. Game seven home teams straight up, if you add in those two games, are 110 and 34. Miami in this game is a one is a two and a half point underdog. So something to back up your play on Miami in this game. As for game seven unders, 
they've hit at a 61% clip going all the way back to 2003. Um, and I think that number has actually gone up given what we saw from the Boston-Milwaukee Game 7 as well as Phoenix and Dallas. Um, actually, no, I take that back. I think Dallas had a bad beat to get to the, the over, yes. so I think it's still right at that 61% clip. But that's substantial. You're, you're talking about these lines that are likely going to move, but there's a long history that would indicate that unders and home teams are the way to go. So if you wanted to even turn that into a potential parlay, that, that's a nice, sizable opportunity because Miami's going to be an underdog here. Yeah, I, I think that I think that, that with Miami, and I've been screaming at my TV for the last month or so watching the Celtics because the the stuff that has gotten them here has been a lot of times like hot shooting from from Boston. And event, I've been saying, like, eventually it has to come down. And we kind of saw it, you know, come down a little bit. But Derek White yesterday, and Derek White shot four of seven from three. And Tatum shot four of seven from three. The rest of the, of the team, Al Horford went one of six. Jalen Brown went one for three. Marcus Smart went one for nine. Peyton Pritchard went over one. The rest of the, of the team, the shooting isn't always going to be there from everybody. Right. And so – if this game truly, truly is going to open up, you're going to need three-point shooting. And as happy as I am that Max Struess and Kyle Lowry came back to life, I don't know if they're going to be as hot in game seven. So I'm expecting a little bit of regression from them. I still think Boston is going to be just, you know, middle of the pack shooting. So the under, like, I just don't see where this game truly opens up. Uh, unless Unless it's like a Dallas Phoenix situation where, you just have a bad beat and there's, you know, X amount of points scored in the last 10 minutes to push it over. By the way, I just saw the stat come across the timeline and obviously it has to be updated given Miami scoring 111 points in game six. But when Tyler Hero doesn't play, Miami Heat have been one of the worst offenses in the NBA. Like they're, they're averaging right around 80 points per game in the shot clock era um, when Hero is not off the court or when Hero is off the court. Like, that's pretty atrocious. So, again, another opportunity to consider jumping in on board with the under in this game. Um, and, again, even if Hero doesn't play, like, Miami's already proven that they can hang with them. Um, and they kind of let Boston hang around for for maybe a little bit longer than they should, given some of those bad shooting numbers. So, I, I think I'm with you. I, I, I like the trend that sets up Miami. Um, you know, Boston, ironically enough, was in the same exact position Um or same position that Miami was in in their previous series. Remember, they blew it in game five at home of the second round against Milwaukee, but then ended up beating Milwaukee in Milwaukee in game six, coming back home and then taking the series uh, with a great second half performance. So plenty to dive into that in that series. But one other question that I have for you pertains to the next matchup, which would begin on Thursday. Uh, so this is obviously like the last bet and breakfast that we're going to be doing other than tomorrow's show. Um, before we really have a conversation about what's going to happen uh, in the NBA Finals. So I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of the Golden State Warriors, right? Warriors, dominant outside shooting team, very good defense this year. Who would they rather play? Would they rather take on Miami, if, especially if Miami is able to come back in this series against the dominant Boston defense? Or do you think they feel a little bit better against the Celtics, who have a first-year head coach and a team that, as dominant as they've been since January, 
are still kind of learning what it's like to be this deep in the postseason. I can see advantages and disadvantages to both. Um, and I have my pick, but I'm curious to hear yours. Who do you think the Warriors would rather play? They, they, okay. Um, they would rather play Miami. I, I think, I, I think, if they, I, I think if they, if they play Miami, if, if Golden State plays Miami, they are beating them in five games and Steph Curry is getting the finals MVP and we're just wiping our hands with that. That That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Now, if they play Boston, they, there's a serious potential that they end up losing. And I, I've been on, you know, I've said like the Warriors are, they are a serious t- title contender. I've had, I've had them in the finals since the start of the playoffs, since the start of the year. And the Boston's, Boston's ability to switch everything, their defensive versatility is absolutely insane. And if you're Steph Curry and, you know, you're running off of all these screens, or if you try to get the pick and roll going and you switch from Marcus Smart to Jalen Brown to Jason Tatum, to now you get the bigs and now you have Robert Williams and Al Horford. Like, there's not really a way to attack where on Miami side, one, they're clearly more beat up than than Boston is. Yes, you, I agree. You have Kyle out. You have Max Drews who you can attack. You have Gabe Vincent who you can attack. If Tyler Hero isn't there, that's an advantage for Golden State. If he is there, you can attack him. There's, there's places where you can find offense much easier um, against Miami. So I think that they would rather – that the easier path would be to play Miami. I agree. And I think the injuries are a, are a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, Jimmy's Jimmy's not 100% by any stretch. And, again, I you hear Jeff Van Gundy talk about it on the broadcast that none of these players are anywhere close to 100% in the NBA Finals. And I, and I get it to a certain extent. But the Celtics were still able to get two of their top defenders back for the last two games – um, in, in Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, that's sizable. That's that's a difference making player uh, on for both of them to be able to have back in the series. And you've seen with Williams sort of take away a lot of those opportunities inside. If he doesn't get into foul trouble, uh, that's a big problem for Miami. And you know, for a team like Golden State, uh, it doesn't necessarily play into their you know their weakness because they're still going to be a perimeter team and play small anyway. But having Smart back changes a lot of that because if he gets switched off he can always come back and defend whoever he needs to defend whether it's Steph whether it's Clay or whoever uh Smart is good enough to be able to, to defend multiple positions with Miami if Butler's out or Hero isn't able to go and not be able to stretch the floor like it just changes the entire aspect of Miami and I think Golden State's a good enough defensive team um and a I, I shouldn't say this because Boston is obviously you know the, the best defense in the NBA this year but from an experience and an NBA Finals postseason level, Golden State's been there before, and they know what it's like with a lot of isolation ball when Jimmy but- when Jimmy Butler has the ball and just kind of has everybody move out of the way. We know Butler can distribute and look for the open guy, but if you don't have Hero, if, if Adebayo's not really necessary on the floor because they're playing small, I think Golden State has a decisive advantage from a matchup perspective in the series in addition to the injury size as well. Yeah, I think the two big things for Golden State as well, and this is regardless of, of who they play, but if Gary Payton comes back, that's yeah. going to be huge. And if Otto Porter is able to come back, that that's going to be huge because both Otto Porter was playing fantastic in those two in the first two games of the Western Conference Finals. He was shooting the ball. He was shooting over eighty percent from the field. Like Otto Porter was on fire. And then you have Gary Payton, where if he comes back and you have another you have another defender 
like if you have if you could put Gary Payton on Jason Tatum and now you could have now you could have you know Draymond or Wiggins on on Brown and have them kind of roaming, your defense just unlocks so much. You have so much more potential there. So I think that the injuries, I, the injuries there in terms of what you're able to do defensively, that that really really matters. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think I think. And the Warriors just came out of a series where they played a team that was very, very heavy ISO in 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 the Dallas Mavericks. If yes, the, I agree. You know, and so like if the Heat don't have Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry isn't doing Kyle Lowry things, and you need Jimmy to go ISO. Golden State's like, yo, we just saw this five days ago. We we, you know, we we know exactly what to do here. And so yeah, Miami is definitely a better matchup for for Golden State. It's fascinating. I'm, I cannot wait for Sunday night to be able to see how this ultimately plays out. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I think it'll be a more competitive NBA Finals if it ends up being Boston and Golden State. But there, there there's something about Miami that I, I find very intriguing. And as somebody who is uh, heartbroken that Jimmy Butler got away uh, from my beloved Chicago Bulls, like I, I'm rooting for the guy to be successful. So I, I hope it's a compelling Game Seven. Um, you know, you and I, it sounds like we're both going to be taking Miami plus two and a half as well as the under 197 and a half, uh, should be a fun, fun game, even with the, just a disgusting total on the board at less than 200, but let's dive into best bets for tonight. You're looking at uh, the WNBA. And by the way, if you enjoy WNBA coverage, uh, Donovan and I do as well. And it's part of the reason that every day at that sided, we like to go over and give our picks for our favorites on the board tonight. You're going to go ahead and give one out today. I got another one coming for you a little bit later on in the day. But uh, tell me where you're leading uh, as far as your best bet of the night for Saturday. Yeah, so my best bet, I'm going with the Aces money line, minus 130 against the sky. And we've, we've talked about it all season long, but Becky Hammond has come in and just taken this Las Vegas offense to the next level. It's and it's, it's, it's so scary. I – Aja Wilson is the third leading scorer on the team, right? Jackie Young is averaging 19 a game. Kelsey Plum is averaging 18. And she's still shooting 54%. Like, they are just crazy efficient. And if you look at their stats across the board, their first in points per game, their second in margin of victory per game, their second in, in possessions, their first in points per 100 possessions. As a team, they're shooting 48% from the – from the field that's the best in the WNBA they're the best three-point shooting team in the WNBA you can go up and down the list of all of these offensive stats and they can just go to another gear and put points on points on points on the board and so I think that you know like Chicago obviously that they're they're a great team and and Las Vegas they're because their offense is so great, their defense is inherently the weakness. Because the but the defense is still it's it's middle of the pack. It's solid. It can do what it does. But the the calling card for them is their offense. I think, you know, early on in the season, that's where the offense shows up and gets you these these kinds of wins. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Aces tonight. I I, I don't hate the play at all. It's in Chicago, which I I think can help. Candace Parker, I believe, is expected to play. Uh, which is going to be substantial. Like if Chicago can control pace and kind of slow down the aces, they're going to be in it till the very end. And it's already a very close expected game. The the aces are one point favorites on the road. Uh, and Chicago has the, the third best odds to win the WNBA finals this year. They're tied with Seattle. Uh, you have uh, 
Vegas is the undisputed favorite followed by Connecticut and Connecticut just mopped the floor with the Dallas wings the other day after the wings got them at home a couple days earlier. So it seems like they've woken up a little bit uh, after they hadn't played anybody all season long. So I I think it's going to be a very compelling game. Two of the best teams in the WNBA defending champs at home against the current best team in the WNBA. It's a great opportunity for the aces to steal a big one on the road as well. Uh, So yeah, definitely get behind that play, even against uh, my Chicago sky. I'm actually going to go with a prop that I had yesterday, but since the game got rained out, uh, more of an opportunity to to go and back it again today. Give me Shane Bieber on the road against the Detroit Tigers, against the hapless Detroit Tigers, Donovan. You wrote up this game preview over at uh, at BetSided, so you certainly know just how inept the Tigers have been. And granted, Shane Bieber's had a bit of an up-and-down year, but his splits on the road have actually been substantially better than at home. He's got a 245 ERA away from progressive field at home this year. His ERA balloons up to 5.51, but he's still striking out guys effectively, still over nine per game, which is actually a little bit lower than what we've seen from him in years past. And his previous start came against these same Tigers in home or at home where he has struggled throughout the year and he mowed down 10 of them in seven strong innings. Detroit's just a terrible offense. Fangraphs has a metric that measures um, park-adjusted runs and base running. That's called offensive runs above average. Last in the league by a wide margin is the Detroit Tigers. And now Bieber gets an extra day of rest. So this is a guy that's put a lot of wear and tear on his arm. The fastball's been a little bit down this year. An extra day of rest. Like I like this bet yesterday a lot. It was one of my favorite prop bets of the day. I love it even more just because Bieber's going to have an extra day to be able to go out, be effective, pitch in the shadows in Detroit. Uh, so over six and a half, minus 120. I- I'm jumping on it, and I'm jumping on it probably for two units today. No, listen, that's that's the that's the prop to make. And and you're right. Even even if you want to just go to, to basic stats, right? Runs runs per game, Detroit is last in the league. Hits per game, the the 20, their bottom third in nearly every major offensive category. They're 29th in the league in OPS plus. They they can't even get the long ball going. They're last in the league in, in home runs per game. So even if you think like, hey, maybe we could make up a couple runs there, they can't. And nope. so it's it's not it's not gonna happen. So I think that this prop is is fantastic. All right, so those are our best bets of the night. Again, Donovan going with the Aces on the road against the Chicago Sky and the WNBA. Uh, I think our WNBA picks are uh, just a, just above 500. I think we had another strong night yesterday as well. So uh, we're moving on up. A little bit of a rough start, but uh, we're starting to cruise a little bit uh, between yeah, you, Donovan. You've been and you've been you've been carrying. I I will I will <laughs> say I will say that you've been carrying. I I had a had a rough week last night. wasn't Last night wasn't too bad, but. You've been you've been coming through with, with the picks though. All right. Well, that's 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 what we're here for, man. I'm I'm gonna slump too, and then you're gonna carry us. And and this is this is why this is why two heads are better than one, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All teamwork. Right. Team teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, you know it everywhere you go. So thanks to all of you guys for hanging out with us today on Bet and Breakfast. May all of your best bets hit for today. Uh, Donovan is going to be back, I believe, tomorrow, right? It'll be uh, you and Peter on, on the show tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, I no, do I'm not sorry. Know. It'll, be, it'll be Peter and Ian on the show yes. tomorrow. You are you are off on, on I Sunday. I got, my, I got my days and my times mixed up. So Peter Dewey, Ian McMillan. Uh, on Sunday show, make sure you guys join them uh, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. East Coast time. And again, for even more game previews, analysis, picks, predictions, whatever you need, 
for baseball slate today, WNBA, NBA, uh, Western or Eastern Conference Finals for Sunday, NHL Stanley Cup. It's all available for you. Check us out, fansided.com slash betsided. For my guy, Donovan, I am Ben. Always appreciate all you guys hanging out with us here on Bet and Breakfast. We will see you again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. So long, everybody. Thank you.